Welcome back to the Mountaineer Podcast, where everybody's listening. I'm Barbara Hart. And I'm Doug Armitage. Thanks for joining us. The intro music is provided by Miles Ridnell, who performs with his father, John, Sally Van Meter, Michael Wooten, Jordan Ramsey, and Eric Moon in the local band New Family Dog. This song, Struggle, comes from their 2019 album, Cherish, available online wherever you stream your music. Didn't really think it would get this far Getting thrown out of your hometown bar Struggle with reality This episode is brought to you by Brightwood Music, Hearts Backo, High Timber Firewood, the Very Nice Brewing Company, Caribou Village Shopping Center, and of course, the Mountaineer Newspaper. Our first story of the week is Jamie Lammers interviewing local musician Miles Ridnell. Take it away, Jamie. Hello, my name is Jamie Lammers, and this is my interview with local musician Miles Ridnell. My name is Miles Ridnell. Grew up dad playing music. How did you end up getting started in music? What's some of your musical background? How did you become interested in music in the first place? All that kind of stuff. I've always been interested. My dad plays music all the time, so it's always been part of my life. But then at school, we started doing cello recitals and stuff in like third grade. I've kind of always been playing something. And were there any particular influences that inspired you when you were younger and getting into music for the first time? Yeah, like some of my favorite bands were definitely like Primus. Victor Wooten is definitely one of my biggest influences on bass and stuff, just all those types of guys. And is there a particular style of music that you kind of like to focus on in regards to the stuff you play? We kind of play it all. I definitely like electric music a lot because we play a little bit more variety on it. Like we'll play funk, blues, jazz, a little bit African music types of stuff, really. What are some of your favorite parts about being able to perform live and share music with an audience? It's fun to kind of seeing different people's reactions to songs and experimenting with the song, trying to do different stuff, seeing what happens with it. Is there anything in general that you hope audience members will be able to take away from your shows when they come and see you? I guess as a bass player, I just hope people have a good time and dance and have fun. Is there anything just in general that you want to add about anything coming up or anything you want to promote or just anything in general? Yeah, me and my dad actually have a CD coming out pretty soon. I think it's coming out in like January. The best place to keep an eye on that is on our Facebook page, New Family Dog. We also post all of our gigs on there, too, so that's the best place to see where we're playing. I think those are all the big questions that I have on my end. Sure, I want to thank you so much for coming on board and joining us. It was really great. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much to Miles for coming on board and joining us for the podcast. Be sure to check out the new Family Dog album, Cherish, wherever you listen to music. Thanks, Jamie. Now to the news desk. This Saturday, November 12th, is the 365 Health Fair at the Netherlands Community Center. The event runs from 9 a.m. to noon and offers low-cost or free health screenings, flu and COVID vaccines, an expanded human services fair, and a special Thanksgiving pantry distribution. Check it out at the Netherlands Community Center at 750 Highway 72 North. As well as the 365 Health Fair, the Netherlands Community Center is holding their annual Thanksgiving Feast on Sunday, November 13th. The event runs from noon to 3 p.m. They've got turkeys, stuffing, and mashers taken care of. But bring a side dish or dessert to share. Are you looking for seasoned firewood this season? High Timber Firewood has what you need. They've been serving the peak-to-peak region for decades. Contact them at 303-258-7942 for details.
In the past several weeks, the Mountaineer has covered the Boulder and Gilpin County elections. Check out the information on winners online and in print. We have also started our Shop Local series, which is a winter version of the Keep It Local series. We have a couple of awesome veterans articles in the November 10th edition, and we have tons of school news happening. As well, we always have our weekly music column, the only print music listing to cover the entire peak-to-peak region. For our next story, Jamie Lammers is back to interview the local band, Tonewood String Band. Hello, my name is Jamie Lammers, and this is my interview with local band, Tonewood String Band. I'm Adrian Alexander, I'm the bass player. I'm George Setmeyer, I play violin and mandolin. I'm Evan, I'm the guitar player. I'm Silver, and I manage all of our merch and business stuff. You guys are the Tonewood String Band, and you have a show coming up very, very soon. That's right. Show's coming on November 10th. It's a Thursday at Lion's Lair. And then we also have Howlin' Wind Brewery on November 12th. A couple of fun shows. How did you guys end up starting out in the band? How did you guys meet? What were some musical influences that brought you together? All that kind of stuff. How did it all begin? I'll start with the how we met thing. When we were all locked down, I think we were all hurting to play some music. And then they did kind of a soft reopening where we all did the socially distanced events and they decided to do the AVR bluegrass weekend up in Granby. And I went up there and played as a hired gun with a different project. And I met George playing by a campfire there. And then we all locked down again and everybody was kind of hurting to play. And when we reopened fully, I got contacted by My High Spirits from a friend of mine asking if I could play that Saturday and bring some players. And I didn't have a band. It was like Tuesday or Wednesday. And I said, yes. And I called George and asked if he could bring a guitar player. And he showed up with a guitar player and I showed up with a drummer and we played for about four hours without ever rehearsing. I had had the name Tonewood set on the shelf for a couple of years for a project and was looking for the right players. And after four hours playing with these guys, I decided they were the right players. So it kind of went from there, you know? Yeah, just couldn't have put it better myself. I met George at Kettle and Smoke Brewery, that place in Boulder. It was for their weekly Wednesday bluegrass jam. And I used to live in Boulder and I would go pretty much every week, kind of how I got into it in the first place. And I met George and we really clicked. And when he asked me to do a gig, I had taken a really long break from gigging and being in a band and doing the whole thing. And I was very eager to get back into it. And it was a little bit scary at first because I really hadn't been playing that much bluegrass, but they definitely brought out the best in me, I think. And yeah, we all just really hit it off. Yep. It was kind of an immediate chemistry thing when we first played at Mile High Spirits. It's not many people you can meet where you're just like, all right, let's play four hours of music. And we've jammed around a campfire once and it turned out great. So kind of went from there and Adrian told us the Tonewood name and said he wanted to call the band that and that he'd been thinking about it for a long time, like he said. So we were born officially at Black Mountain Family Reunion, like 20, what was that, 21 last year? Yeah, it was last year. Yeah, so that was September last year was our official first show under the name Tonewood. And since then, we've played, what, 68 shows now? 63? The Lions Air show will be numbered 64. Okay, cool. So, yeah, we've covered a lot of ground just in a little over a year as a band. 
So Howland Wynn's going to be 65 then. That'll be 65, yep. It's a nice round number. And Silver, how did you get involved with the band's merchandise and all that stuff? So I am a screen printer by trade, so I already make custom t-shirts. That's what I do for a living. And George is my brother, so I was super excited because I've loved bluegrass for a long time when this band was forming I was like oh my god I want to be part of it in some way or another and so I just started doing the merch for them and then kind of just been here since the beginning I just kind of keep things organized I think and three uh, musicians from ripping each other's heads off on the bad days and keeps us focused on the good days (laughs) and how it goes yeah but I also manage our social medias and I design all of our posters and any artwork that we use for most of our marketing is designed by me so yep i do a lot of stuff oh and she makes jewelry i wear two different pieces of her jewelry practically every day one of them is a bracelet made out of my own broken strings which i went through a period of breaking <laughs> strings every single show at least a times. what do you mean a period it yeah that, i like that you said you went through a period but it's not still on it doesn't happen quite as often anymore yeah not as often you're doing a lot better but i still think the evan Sheely broken string band moniker works man and i mean silver needs more material well i've got like four more of your strings i keep finding broken strings amidst all of my gear when i clean up after gigs i'm like oh there's another one so i can't tell you how many broken strings i find everywhere in my car and everything (laughs) i gotta make more jewelry yeah what can i say i'm just overwhelmed with passion he's really good at providing (laughs) silver with raw material too i mean it's a talent we have the broken string fund and we sell your jewelry and it supports your broken string problem it's recycling you didn't quite finish evan so you have the bracelet from your broken strings and then what's the other piece of jewelry you had oh it's a copper wound ring that i wear on the pinky of my left hand which something i totally gives him the magical powers on the guitar i totally stole that from tony rice because i was so such a huge Tony Rice fanboy. It was one of the people I was listening to when I was getting into bluegrass. And I saw this video of him, I think, Tony Rice unit at Rocky Grass, I believe. And he just had these huge rings, these just chunky, chunky things. And he was just playing so fast and light. When he would look to people to say, it's your turn to solo, he would just, he had this smoldering, this fucking great mustache. Oh my God. Coolest thing I had ever seen. And I was like, I want to be that guy. So now I wear rings all the time. So Tony Rice is clearly an inspiration for you, Evan, and for the rest of you and for Evan as well, if there's any others that you want to mention. What were some musical influences that stuck with you throughout your lives or that kind of brought the band together in a way? There are quite a few. (laughs) I would say a main one for at least me and Adrian has always been Frank Zappa. Music like that and then Tom Waits, we really connected on the lesser known kind of weirder music to start. Music nerd stuff, basically. We're both deep in that category, I would say. And um, that's definitely been a part of the influence and the direction of the band is we don't want to just be another bluegrass band. We want to cover stuff that's original or that hasn't been done in the newgrass, jamgrass kind of scene. And we've already brought in a Frank Zappa tune, which I don't think I know any other bluegrass bands in Colorado, at least, that are touching Frank Zappa at all. 
besides that, God, there's so many musical influences. I would, Arlo you know. Guthrie, I would say, is a big one that we've thrown into a lot of live performance stuff. And Woody. And yeah. Oh, Woody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Evan already mentioned Tony Rice unit. And I think that's where a lot of us come together is where bluegrass gets weird. I mean, we all play some traditionals and we're all influenced by traditional stuff. Yeah. But Tony Rice unit and the David Grisman quintet and those guys who started bringing in jazz ideas the ideas that i was introduced to originally by people like frank zappa you know that's really what brought us together the fact that at our first gig we could play david grisman's emd really lit me up and was like okay these guys are out of the box bluegrass players and then as we started playing together i realized that we had a lot of really diverse influences like evan knows more about rock and roll and more traditional not traditional music but you know more conventional music than i do George knows all about all this world music, Eastern music, Middle Eastern music, world music and everything like that, which is kind of out of my wheelhouse. And I'm really crazy about all these songwriters, like you mentioned, Tom Waits, and also things that have nothing to do with bluegrass. Like, I think we're the only bluegrass band I know of that's covering the meters. We do fire on the bayou. So being able to bring funk and jazz and world music to bluegrass is really what lights me up about playing with these guys. It sounds like live performances are such an integral part of what you guys do as a band. So what are some of your favorite parts about being able to perform live and share that kind of music with a crowd of people? I'll take that one. Everyone else in this group understandably laments about how little I practice. (laughs) (laughs) That's just because for my whole life, being on stage is the thing that gives me the most energy and makes me the most excited. There's something that happens when I get on stage with these guys, especially where I just kind of everything else kind of goes away and I very much value the audience is just as important as the band, big or small. I get a lot of energy from people enjoying what I do because at the end of the day, I love doing it, but my main goal is just to make people have fun and share in how good of a time I have. Yeah, and it is so, so fun playing with these guys live because Adrian is always calling out these sort of unexpected chord changes just like here and there. I mean, there's definitely a method to it, don't don't get me wrong, but we just kind of go places and I'm not that creative on my own. We kind of tap into this sort of group mind where we make music together that I would never really even think about on my own. I would never come up with most of the stuff that we do live and it's very exciting. What do you hope in general that audiences will be able to take away from your shows when they come and see you? We take care that our lyrics are always right and we have a lot of songs that have very meaningful lyrics. Adrian has a bunch of songs that are dedicated to people and times from his past and mm-hmm. his life now and songwriting is a very personal thing for all of us. But We I are think- all songwriters in this group which I think yeah. is a big yeah, part yeah. of our dynamic and what makes us special and that's something that i have heard shows through in our live shows from people they're like you guys aren't just a bluegrass band you all sing you all write you all play on your own and that kind of aspect of what we do is a big part of what i've seen people take away from the shows as well as the comment i mainly hear is like you guys are way more than just a bluegrass band i mean that's probably one of the best ones i've heard so yeah we take our songwriting very seriously and we pick our songs with a pretty good degree of care but i think ultimately 
as a jam band, we just want to provide a fun atmosphere and an entertaining show. At least that's what it's all about for me. Yeah, and if I could add to that too, I think everything you both said is absolutely spot on. And I want people to have a good time and have this dynamic experience that keeps them entertained to the last minute. But that songwriting aspect is super important to me, and I think it's super important to all of us. We try to not only make people dance and excite people with our solos, etc., but we also want people to walk away hearing all those lyrics and the meaning of it. And I don't think any one of us has written a song that is just a slapstick song that's just a play. Everything we play has something to say, and it's important for me to make people notice that. And Silver, what are some of your favorite parts about being able to work with the band and manage aspects of the band and see the music come to life at these shows as well? Favorite parts are definitely being a part of the live shows, obviously meeting people. Like I'll usually run our merch booth and I get to hear all the compliments. I get to hear way more of the compliments than these guys do because I'm actually out interacting with the crowd and the people who are having the experience. So I think that's definitely a huge part of it. And then it's just fun. I get to be there when new baby songs are born. And we just recently came up with a fully collaborative (laughs) song that we're working on that everybody has had some hand in, including myself. So I just enjoy it. And I've just been a fan of bluegrass for so long. I think that I am drawn to it for selfish reasons, for sure. It's just fun, and I love these guys a whole lot. We love you, Silver. That's for sure. Is there anything any of you four have to add about anything involving the band or upcoming stuff or anything you want to promote? Just anything in general? For sure. Yeah. Silver, you want to tell yeah, them about? Yeah, I've got plugs. I'll do the plugs. So we have new merch that we're going to be getting out on our November 10th show at Lion's Lair in Denver. And then we have Alan Winbrewery, like we already mentioned, on the 12th of November. Uh-huh. And that will be our last live free-for-all performance for this season. We're going to take some time off and get into the studio, and then we're going to have some recorded EP release stuff going on next spring. Tell them about Stone Cottage. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do a full EPK recording with Stone Cottage in Boulder. That's happening in mid-January. It's going to be our press kit, so we will have things getting released onto the Spotify and all the other streaming services, Probably pretty immediately after that. Anything else, fellers? No, I think that covers it, man. Flow and Steady Growth is the name of the game for this band right now. We've been doing a lot of work in live performance this summer, and now we're going into our little recording songwriting mode for the winter months and looking forward to sharing some stuff through that and then kind of coming out swinging again next spring. Couldn't have said it better myself. Silver's here to keep us honest, so it's not one of those big things happening soon. We have a very regimented plan. <laughs> there are things in the schedule. We have a schedule. It's online. Stay tuned. There will there will be things. And we know when they are too. On time if I wasn't here. I think those are all the big questions I have on my end. I want to thank you guys so much for coming on board and joining us for the podcast. This was awesome. Thank you, Jamie. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, man. Have a wonderful evening, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah. Have a good night. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. Thank you so much to 
Adrian, George, Evan, and Silver for coming on board and joining us for the podcast. You can see Tonewood String Band performing at Howlin' Wind Brewing and Blending, 51A Main Street in Rollinsville, on Saturday, November 12, 2022, at 4 p.m. Thanks, Jamie. You know, every week you can check out the latest Backdoor Theater movie on our website and their website at www.thebackdoortheater.org. Friends, the Gilpin County Democrats hold monthly meetings in person on the fourth Thursday of each month at the Gilpin County Library from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. For more information, contact gilpindemschair at gmail.com. The Gilpin County Republican meetings are on the first Thursday of the month at 7 p.m. at the Gilpin County Library. You can contact them at gcrcgilpin at gmail.com. Is your business interested in being a podcast sponsor? We have sponsorships available starting at $30 per week. The podcast reaches a different audience than the print or online edition of The Mountain Ear. Peak-to-peak musicians and artists, The Mountain Ear is looking for you. We're looking for our December and January featured musicians. Would you like a feature story in The Mountain Ear? These are all completed through email phone calls, or occasional in-person interviews with our journalists. Interested? Check out our contact information at the end of the podcast. Fall is here, and Brightwood Music in Netherland has new and used instruments in stock for all of your holiday shopping needs. We also accept used instruments and are ready to evaluate yours for outright purchase, consignment, or trade-in. Brightwood Music is family-owned and operated and has been a Netherlands staple for all of your music needs since 2009. They are located at 20 East Lakeview Drive, Unit 109 in Netherland and can be reached at 303-258-8863. Check them out on Facebook at Brightwood Music. Did you know that Gilpin County and Netherland area seniors have their schedule events in print in the Mountaineer each week? Looking for meals, movies, grocery shopping, and more? It's right there between pages 4 and 5 each week. Friends, don't forget to pick up this week's edition of the Mountaineer in print in multiple locations across the Peak to Peak for the latest news from Allens Park to Central City and Blackhawk with all of the communities and canyons in between. To contact the Mountaineer, email info at themountaineer.com or call 303 303- Eight one zero five four zero nine. I'm a fatality. And that's all for this episode of the Mountaineer Podcast. All editions of the Mountaineer Podcast, print, newspaper, and the latest news are always available on our website at www.themountaineer.com. Thanks, everyone. I'm Doug Armitage. And I'm Barbara Hart. Until next time, thanks for listening. Struggle with reality. It's how I feel. my own fatality. And you know it's real. Struggle with reality. It's how I feel. my own fatality.
Bye.